0: to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god welcome to movie mistrial podcast where we investigate the truthfulness of movies included in the imdb top 250 movies of all time my name is johannes and i am Raji.
1: today we're discussing another film on that list and it snuck up on us
0: a movie that got people in a frenzy about its subatomic composition, but came a distant second to a movie about dolls. This movie is, of course, Christopher Nolan's latest, Oppenheimer.
1: Oppenheimer was released on July 20th, 2023, in IMX 70mm, with no full CGI effect shots.
0: No, well, they did a bunch of CGI shots within the shots.
1: True, but, you know... It's, it, it, it sounds good on paper, right? It's like, oh, we didn't use any CGI liars. Uh, <laughs> but well, now it's upon us to figure out if it's worth uh, the explosive hype or if it's a dud. But before we get to do that, what makes you happy today, my friend?
0: Um, I think the, the, the African Cup of Nations qualifiers are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria has already qualified for the African Cup of Nations. Uh, but they beat this team, Sao Tome, 10-0. So I am curious to know if we can repeat that. Uh, the game is going on live right now. Oh, and also it's football season. So I'm a big fan of sports. So, <laughs> you know. Sports ball. Sports is, sports are back. Sports are yeah. back.
1: Well, I mean, uh, US Open have finished tennis. Tennis is my sports of choice, I suppose. Oh. Very good matches. Very good matches.
0: I, I, so I, I know the, the young lady that won. Um, what's her name? Coco Golf. Coco, yes. So was she the one that was complaining at the beginning against the referee? I saw one game at the very beginning of the US Open where somebody was making uh complaints to the referee saying that they always gave the other girl a chance, multiple chances to shoot. She's always slow. She doesn't react quickly. Um anyway. But yeah, I, I saw her, yeah. she she's the youngest person to ever win. You the US Open. I don't watch tennis even though I like watching it when I do watch it. Um, yeah. But it's not like my favorite sports to watch. So I'm, I'm happy for her.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. And uh, we also finished on uh, Apple TV. There's a thing about Boris Becker. Which is kind of tragic. It's Such a pity party. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, weird life, right? Like he won Wimbledon at 17.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: just kind of trajectory and then just very apt for this episode i guess and then it exploded (laughs) it's like yeah fascinating kind of story but but lesson learned right like you need to have people around you that don't mess you up and have the best interests your best interests in their minds and kind of teach you how to deal with money and not just live the lifestyle
0: so he was in prison right yeah at some point what was yeah. it in prison for? uh Tax evasion, I think. Ooh, that white yeah, collar prison he's... time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he he got to court for a tax evasion a
0: couple of times. It seems like. Yes, <clears throat> he likes prison quite a lot. Well, I guess he doesn't Is like it?
1: paying taxes a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, but the consequences are always the same. <laughs> Both can be
1: real at the same time, yeah. <laughs> true, true. It's a weird kink, dude. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Oppenheimer, I've seen Oppenheimer twice. You've seen it once,
0: I have seen it once.
1: Yeah, I f- we'll get into it. We, we already talked a little bit about it, it off, off the air, but um, yeah, the seeing it twice reveals some things mm. is where I'm going so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes
0: my, my question then becomes is it a positive or no? i guess we'll find out after we we'll t- out, toss yeah. the coin yeah
1: before we toss the coin let's get a synopsis Oppenheimer is a gripping historical drama that chronicles the life of j robert oppenheimer the physicist behind the atomic bomb during world war ii sit against the backdrop of war and moral dilemmas the film explores oppenheimer's germany from a young scientist to the manhattan project scientific leader Directed by Christopher Nolan, it offers a captivating look at the brilliant mind and complex choices that shaped history. And we're back. So, what's it going to be? Heads or tails?
0: I'm always going to go with heads. Well, not always, but I'm going with heads. Heads, you got Um, I'm going to argue against this film because I have a feeling that you have some good points you want to bring up. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Stage is yours. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the podcast, and everybody in between. By the way, um, Oppenheimer is a movie about a scientist who was an intelligence uh, who was a great of great intelligence for his time. Built one of the greatest human creations of all time. And this movie was helmed by one of the smartest directors of this age, but one of the smartest directors who thinks he's smarter than everyone and wants to make a complicated film for the, for the sake of being complicated. A movie whose tone um, was shaky throughout the film, whose women were um, used as just point blocks for the fulfillment of the film, and whose eventual morality story was unclear at the very end. Because I think that we never saw the true effects of um, the actions taken by Oppenheimer as this movie ended. So it's a movie where, despite the technical masterpiece in filming direction, the tone changes consistently, the timelines are very muddled, and um, the use of some characters, uh, including uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, uh, feels out of place and kind of makes the film look weak. Um, so those are the arguments that I'm going to build on today.
1: All right. Your Honor, Oppenheimer, uh, at its core is a movie that w- wants to tell us um Science for science is that a good thing, or you know is there morality in the actions that we take um I think by now everybody knows that what we're witnessing in this movie is a piece of history that changed the world forever, though arguably you know there were many many different countries working on the same thing, so eventually I think we would have gotten to this point, but the outcome would have been very different i would I would assume um but we are seeing how the americans in this case are figuring out how to create an, an how to create an atomic bomb and then subsequently use that uh, against japan so the at the core of this movie we have the man uh, that is uh, hailed as the, uh, the the father of the atomic bomb i believe and his morality and not only his because his is a little fuzzy but morality of science overall where it's really clashing between the urge to advance science forward and the implications of said science being brought forward and we're going along in this movie uh, with this question and at some point we learn that there's really no control uh, because it's completely out of their hand. Uh, at some point, they they're, they figure out uh, the bomb, and then military takes over, politics takes over, and and that's it. There's no way to to go against that. Um, and in the ways that he tried to go against it, kind of advocating um, for more control, that eventually led him to be punished and being stripped, stripped of his clearance under the guise of uh, he's a communist, right? So so I think at the core, this is a, a movie that is both science but also political intrigue, and it's very successful at that. And, yeah, here we are.
0: I think the way this movie was advertised was using the bomb as a form of mass advertisement to try to sell the film. We watch the trailers and it feels like exciting. Oh, Oppenheimer is coming in 10, nine, eight. And it's like, yeah. Oh wow. This movie is going to be a, a, wow. We're going to see how they made the atomic bomb. Um, and they advertise this film as a film about the creation of the atomic bomb. And the way the posters looked was him standing behind the atomic bomb with it exploding. The central figure in all the trailers, in all the um, promotional articles was this atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And in truth, when you go watch this film, the movie is not about the atomic bomb. The atomic bomb is it's a, it's to the periphery of this film. Um, and this movie is about the bland life of a womanizer. Um. well not bland uh, he wasn't necessarily bland uh, that's kind of harsh but it was about the life of, of a womanizer scientist who was communist at his own uh, at his own convenience who can change on a whim uh, if an opportunity presents itself I mean uh, he was the leader of he was one of the leaders of the communist party in Berkeley but when he got the opportunity to open an atomic studio um, he decided he wasn't a communist anymore and he flew to he flew to New Mexico to start the atomic uh the atomic project. Um the, and I was quite underwhelmed by the effectiveness of the atomic bomb. It was something they built up to from the very beginning of the film. And then when we get to it, it's we never really get to see the effectiveness of the explosion. But I mean, sometimes they say show don't tell. And we saw the effects in some senses, um, but the the true effectiveness of um, of the atomic bomb was lost on us. And then after the explosion, the movie continued for another 30, 40 minutes. And it's then you realize that this movie was really not about the explosion. <laughs> the explosion was just a small fraction of what this film is about. This movie is about court cases, um, and uh, people backstabbing and political intrigue, and it it felt like I was sold a, a bag of, of of poor goods. I wanted to see a movie of that was about intensity, was about the creation of the atomic bomb. Well, we saw some aspects of that, but we never saw the full thing. And even the the um the atomic explosion was not satisfying to me so maybe if I did watch the movie again from the perspective of okay I'm gonna watch this film as somebody who is going in to see the life of Oppenheimer maybe I would I would get the opportunity to but I think that three hours is a lot of time to dedicate to this film um and I know there are lots of Nolan fans who love this film um for some reason or another I I would say that I like Nolan I would say that I can appreciate his intelligence and the style of film. He's always making technical masterpieces with poor audio. Um, but I will say that this is not one of my least favorite Nolan films. Um, mm. But yeah, and he, I'll, I'll talk about the struggle to write women after you, you bring up your counterpoints.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at this movie... It's classic Nolan, in that it plays with time in a in a weird way, right? We jump back and forth, we jump locations, we jump timing, and we jump three main uh, theaters, I guess, so to use kind of war lingo as well, right? Three battles. Uh, we have the the battle of building the thing. We have the battle of uh, keeping security clearance, and then we have the battle of uh, becoming a senator. I believe is, is what Robert Downey Jr. is trying to do. And then we're like with all of these, we're kind of jumping, jumping back and forth. It gets a little confusing here and there, um, but it's it's visually it's very, very clear because we have black and white scenes, we have colored scenes, and then the interrogation, the defending the clearance scenes have this weird blue tint to it so while Nolan likes to be a little confusing I think he he was pretty successful in kind of distinguishing these different eras of um of plot I suppose the the critique you had was that the the bomb is not really that big of a thing in this if I heard you correctly right yes um I mean it is it is the it is the like the bomb going off is the turning point of the movie right i think mm-hmm. up until then we have kind of going back to my initial opening argument right we have kind of the that yearning for science to do science and do it and then there's a celebration of like we did it this is cool and then after that it goes completely straight to political intrigue Right It's kind of sprinkled in here and there to, to kind of build tension, but it's it's just showing that science will probably always be exploited by power if power can, and um, despite scientists trying to do the right thing, which is questionable in this, right? Like like I said, I think it's un, it, it was inevitable for humankind to not make an atomic bomb. And it was really just kind of who's gonna be able to do it, and who's mm. gonna be a like who's gonna be using it on whom, right? Um, I think history is a little conflicted about this. On one hand, it's like, yeah, America, we did this. This is amazing. On the other hand, you know, bombing Japan kind of contested. I think in, like in hindsight, we we're looking back at it, and it's like mm, probably not. Not the, not the best thing to do back then. But I'm not going to go into that too much. But I think what, what Nolan tried to do here is to show that while we embrace science, and, and it's important to keep doing science and kind of advance uh, people forward, we also need to have an eye on who's using said science and ex- trying to exploit it. Be it for personal gain or not. And uh, with all that in mind, I think this movie is, is
0: really brilliant in that and uh, really nails it. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit. I mean, one of the responses you had was the, the use of time and color. I think this mm-hmm. is one of the films that I felt like um, would have benefited from making a straightforward film. Um, I felt like the, there's a lot of inconsistencies with how the timelines are portrayed. And I have to say that there were even more more timelines, especially as you get close to the end of the film, where you start to see him in the very future getting awards and stuff. The use of black and white just feels, um, the use of all these different narratives just feels so confusing. Um, I wish this movie was a straightforward narrative about how, if if it was not even about the atomic bomb, how the atomic bomb came to be, the implications of having the atomic bomb. One of the things that you rightly mentioned is that everybody was discussing that, you know, who was going to be the first to create the atomic bomb, right? That, it was always going to be created. Somebody was going to make it. And the person who did it first was the one who got the power to do, you know, to use it and try it out. Sure. But nobody talked about the implications of having it. Nobody talked about the implications of using it. It was just, oh, how do we get to uh, the atomic bomb? Oh, we've gotten there. It's used in the background. We never get to see the effects. The closest we got was the victory speech he was having, where he was seeing the atomic explosion happening in his mind, which was not satisfying. Um, I'm not particularly interested in seeing the effects in real life, but we established Oppenheimer as a not so good character. We wanted to see the effects of the actions he took, why he took that, and the you know the purpose of that. And then we now interspersed the end of the film with a mili- uh, a, a tribunal where they're trying to um, castigate him for the actions he justifiably did. For example, he allowed. Um, potential spies into the program. This is incompetent. He should be fired for something like that. But one of the problems I have with this film is Christopher Nolan makes it seem like he's been a target for retribution. Oppenheimer was not a target for retribution. He deserved what he got at the very end. He opened a U.S. military high-level program to whomever he felt was at his whim, allowing his communist friends to come in who could have been spies for the Russian government and gave the opportunity for the Russian government to steal American ideas. I'm not an American apologist, but I felt like that whole thing was just missed at the very end of the film. And I also want to talk a little bit about the use of women in this film. Um, Christopher Nolan has always had a problem writing women. Um, his producer is his wife and I'm surprised you know she didn't step in to say hey all these characters seem bland We see um, Florence Pugh in this film who we know is a very nuanced actress or actor can act very well but what do we get in this film? Um, she was just a play toy who reveals her breasts in the room. And uh, watched, we watched her do some, you know, on Alive herself. Very uh, inconsequential character when you come to think of it. And then we, Emily Blunt's character, you know, doesn't do much better. We get to see her initially as an alcoholic uh, who falls in love in Oppenheimer. But, and at the very end of the film, there's only one thing of note that she does, and it was ineffective. When she came in, she came in and defended her husband uh, against the the folks who were trying to castigate him. But it was ineffective. She he still got disbarred. He still got lost his security clearance. So it's like all these people were there for just I don't know why they were there because they were not they were not uh, consequential to the story. And we also have the situation that Oppenheimer is not a, someone that we like. I never liked Openheimer throughout this film. He seemed uh, too proud, too egotistical, um, and he never took advice from anybody. He wanted to force his way to try to solve anything, uh, everything. And in the scenario where uh, we have to live with this character for most of the film, um, it, it felt... Wrong. It felt not necessarily wrong. Maybe I shouldn't use the word wrong, but I didn't like the character enough to be invested in his actions. So that's my third point. I have one more point uh, about Robert Downey Jr., and I think I'll be done.
1: Okay. So uh, you were saying that well, you you didn't like him as a character, but then you also didn't like that we didn't see the the repercussions of or the like the the outcome of the bomb mm-hmm. did i hear that right right yes um i mean we we do right and i think that that's kind of my point of like um the bomb going off first in the test but then also uh, w- when they have that speech you know when they drop the bombs which we don't see on uh, in in japan he has this vision of like what that what that would look like right and I think for him again that's a turning point it's it's a turning point of oh all these things that i've worked so hard for over these years i kind of disregarded the effects of it because i wanted to do i wanted to achieve i wanted to solve this problem um but now he's realizing the the implications Mm -hmm. of it and he's um troubled by it and i think that's why he started to become uh uh, a spokesperson against using this and the um, the H bomb, like fairly early on, because he saw kind of the, the, the bad things he could do with it. And so I think it it, it kind of works. I I don't think we're supposed to be really sympathetic with him because he was a weird character in history and yes on one hand you know he got america over the finish line with this i th- i think just that piece of history is very weird for america right because it's it's like it's this pride in in you know f yeah, america amazing we're mili- with the military superpower whatever but then it's also looked at with shame which is always very hard for America to 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 take. And I think this movie is showing that. And it's showing him as a complex person that is not very likable. Um because he he has an affair with Flo- with Florence Pugh. Um he like the thing that stuck out to me is when they just kind of offload the kid. <laughs> it's like you take our kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like who does that uh upnor data guys, <laughs> but it's like really, really, it's weird, um and yeah, I don't think you're supposed to really like be in his court and and root for him and like him because there's not a lot that he shows that that makes him likable. He's still an important figure in history. So I I think it's better better to have a representation that makes them not to be super likable. That's more accurate versus um, a representation that skews, that tips the scales in that sense, I suppose. And for for the women, I think you're right. I think the the women are the weak link here. Not the actors, not the actors. They're great actors, but the material they have to work with is just so thin that it's really really hard for them to do anything with it. Um they can only be mad at him and that's a challenge, you know. So mm. uh, don't have any anything against that aspect because uh, I think you pointed out something that is a problem in this movie.
0: Um I'm going to I will also say that I wasn't the biggest fan of Robert Downey Jr.'s acting in this film. It kind of changed the tone of the film. A movie about science all of a sudden becomes about political intrigue. Overacting, trying to make a mark at the very end of the film. And it's like, oh, well, I've been calculating everything around you. I've been making plans behind your back. I'm going to make sure that I get you because you made fun of me at a dinner. Ha <sighs> ha That's kind of how it felt. It never felt, it. he felt out of place in the film. And the whole tone at the end of it changed because this movie became less about the atomic bomb, which was how they advertised it. They advertised it as like a tense film about the effect of that atomic bomb and became a movie about political intrigue, uh, which was less interesting uh, because we have political intrigue every day in our lives. Uh, (laughs) So it's not as interesting as the original take. And like I said, I I didn't want to watch this film to watch people... Get burnt up or killed. I mean, we've seen that happen uh, already in uh, in one of the movies we watched in the past, um, "Grave of the Fireflies," and it's like I said, it's it's a very touching film. I I, I cry every single time I watch it. But the truth about well, anyway, I, I won't go into that because it's technically not about that. Because "Grave of the Fireflies" was firebombing towns, but not the nuclear weapons. But you can't even imagine the effect would be a lot worse. And if I've already seen the firebombs, I'm crying. I don't want to see what it looks like to be bombed. But I also feel like this movie was trying to give Oppenheimer a pass. Um, and the way they tried to do it was including the character of Robert Downey Jr. to make it seem like, oh my God, the institutions were unfair to him. Oh, he's a character, though flawed, who got treated the wrong way. But he still got the Medal of Honor. Anyway. The, the tone of the movie is inconsistent.
1: Um, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, all I have. Yeah, no, I, I'm not sure if the the tone of the movie is inconsistent. If you take it from the standpoint of uh, we have this person that got punished for creating the bomb, mm-hmm. right? That got punished for. If if you take that stance, that he got. He got punished for doing the thing that he was ordered to do, basically, and uh, successfully so. But then going speaking out, out against it, like that's what he was kind of punished for, right? And then at the end, this political intrigue thing is is just a kind of parallel thing, right? Where like he's being punished, and then Robert Downey Jr. is also being punished. Uh, so there's kind of a parallel story arc. Yeah. Where, like, you know, you you kind of reap what you sow. You know, had you left him alone, you would have been a senator now. You know, it's it's kind of your own. Uh, you you plotted your own demise there. Um. Yeah, that that's how I took it, and I think when you when you take it from that standpoint, that movie makes a lot more sense, right? Because it's yeah. it's it's not necessarily glorifying him, but it's it's just a tale about the the oddity of American politics in a way, right? Like, you you do the thing. Everybody is like, yeah, we did the thing, awesome. And then you kind of raise the hand and it's like, well, but actually, can we think about like how to use this properly? And you get punished for that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so from that standpoint, I, I think this movie is a lot more successful if you, think about it from, from there but yeah that's all i have should we go to the sidebar
0: yeah overruled sidebar guilty speculation here bailiff briefcase disregard in my chamber stop beaver on the witness i rest we could totally be lawyers i am curious to know what you're, you you because you know before we start talking about this um you you said you've you've your opinion has either been strengthened or you've had a change of opinion which was it um um the last time we yes. talked to you, you were not a big fan of the film. Are you a fan of the film now? Does the movie make sense to you on the second watch?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think so. Watching it two times showed the, the flaws a lot more, mm. um, and I think you're right. Like the the framing of this is not, or the 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 outcome of this is not a movie about Oppenheimer. The outcome of this is a movie about Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, character. Mm. And that's a big problem, I think. The whole political intrigue with Robert Downey Jr. is such a weird distraction. And yeah. it's completely taking the focus away from this movie and from the from the core of it. And I don't get it. It's, it's really weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Um, and to end this movie with the big... Gotcha of like, well, maybe they were talking about something else and not you because you're not important. Mm. It's such a weird payoff for a movie that is three hours long and at its core about an atomic bomb and not about the 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 hurt feelings of Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Yeah, and that's the main flaw of this. It doesn't work. It's not it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not a great Nolan movie. It's beautiful. It looks great. It sounds terrible. <laughs> like a Nolan movie does.
0: Yeah. Great technical but, visuals but horrible audio.
1: Yeah, horrible audio. And and just his obsession with let's do some funkiness with timelines really shot him in the foot here. It it doesn't work. I don't think it does. It works. I don't think it's great. It's also on the lower list of Nolan movies for me. Um, no desire to see this again. I've 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 seen six hours of Oppenheimer. Not I, I will not get them back.
0: You know, one of the interesting things in Barbie was when they said, Hey, let's talk about the guys, and everybody was like, Have you seen Godfather? This movie changed my life. You know. <laughs> I think that people are gonna talk about Oppenheimer like that in the next like three, four years. It's like, have you seen Oppenheimer? It changed my life. And they make you sit down and you watch this movie for dates. I don't like this film. Um, Yeah. I don't. I mean, one of the good things is at least I can hear what they're saying most of the time. uh, Which is something that you can't say for a lot of Christopher Nolan films. Um, But I understand this movie a little bit better than I understood Tenet but I'm still confused. I've seen Tenet. I, and the irony is I like Tenet. Yeah. I like Tenet as a film, as a concept. It's a very interesting concept. I don't understand what happens at the end. I still don't. I've seen videos to explain it to me. I've seen, try to understand everything that happens. But the irony is I still like the start film yeah. better than I like this one. Yeah, Because, you know... At least there was intrigue in that one. There was action. There was something that moved the story along. This was just about dialogues. And, ooh, we've got to get the atomic bomb. Let's get a scientist come to a super super secret area where we are building. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I he really needs to think about. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to speak for speak to him or give him any advice. I I, I think that people around people we we'll talk to him but you know the quest to be smarter than everyone is not necessarily a quest to be smarter than everyone you sometimes you yeah. just end up looking stupid because you think you're better than everyone so i i didn't enjoy the film that much
1: yeah yeah it's what's interesting about this movie is all the hype that was generated for it mm-hmm. and that insistence on uh IMAX 70 millimeter IMAX and like that's the, the way you have to watch this movie um and it's gonna blow your mind and I've not seen it in a format disclaimer but I don't understand how that would change the experience too much just to see gigantic vast landscapes of New Mexico That seems, because that's the only way, like, that's the only, the only locations where they could use IMAX properly, right? To give, like, the bomb sites. Mm -hmm. Because all the other locations were people in the room. (laughs) You don't need IMAX for that. So I don't, like, if I want to to have IMAX nature shots, I can go to a fairground and, or to the observatory and watch Mm -hmm. a nature IMAX movie. So I really don't 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 get this this like obsession with IMAX for this because it's
0: yeah it, I,
1: I, it does make sense w- would it make sense for something like Interstellar? Yes, because there's so much epic reimagined worlds. I think that that mm-hmm. could benefit from from that experience. But this, it's freaking New Mexico. Come on now. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah it's it's such such a dud to to go back to the opening. It's such a disappointment. This movie, which is really a shame, because I like Nolan. I like I like his quirky ideas, and I like the yeah. I like the insistence on doing a lot of practical stuff because it looks great. It looks great, and it has like the right vibes for a lot lot of the time and some not so great vibes for a lot of the time um like the what i was saying with the black and white and color i think the way it's used here is super confusing like it's not it's not as clear as a memento where where we have like two distinct timelines that come together it feels very inconsistent how we use this color here or uh, black and white rather and it's it's kind of a mess which is unfortunate Like I said, I like I like Nolan, but this one is is, is a dud.
0: Yeah, um, I I, I you know, the Bobby Open Eye debate. Um, I do think Bobby is a better film for sure. <laughs> and uh, Bobby doesn't appeal to me, honestly. Uh, there's some awesome scenes in Bobby. The can dance was pretty cool, but I I enjoyed that significantly more than I enjoyed yeah. this film.
1: I mean, barbie had fun sets i think when we get to will ferrell it really sucks the air out for me personally but (laughs) um i just don't like will ferrell but the like the visuals were cool like the references were cool yeah you know there's a lot that barbie has going for it and it's not taking itself so seriously and that's that's oppenheimer is just so like i'm this artistic masterpiece about the atomic bomb and no take a seat it's fine thank you right like i was kind of hoping more of the manhattan project yeah than the political intrigue because i saw the manhattan yeah. project movie before i thought it really showed its age and really showed kind of the not so great like 90s movie vibes but kind of a reimagination of that and kind of the the experimentations around the bomb and not just marbles in a glass jar. <laughs> Would have been nice. But we didn't
0: get it. True. I, 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 I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I, but also, where were all the black scientists? There were black scientists in this film in, in, that were involved in the Manhattan Project. And all of a sudden, this, this movie was a very non-diverse set of films. Uh, yeah. There was this lack of diversity was just glaring, glaring. It was like there was there were black scientists in this in, during the Manhattan Project, um, but you know you wouldn't you would have thought it was just uh, it was anyway. I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's you know for somebody who I mean William Jacob uh, William Jacob Knox was involved in in this. Morty um, Daniel Taylor, Samuel Proctor, Massey—they they didn't include any historical context that oh, it was not just you know scientists from uh, Europe and white America that were involved in this. I I, I thought that it was a disservice, um, and they replaced that idea with the political intrigue that we just you just mentioned that Robert Downey Jr. had. It would have been more interesting to see. The effects of the financing Project, as it spanned Chicago and New York and New Mexico, than it was to include the very end of the film, which kind of changed the tone of the filming. And for me, at least, it changed the yeah. tone entirely. Um, so, yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, if if, if 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 you center this around with with the culmination, will they be able to to test the bomb or not? Don't even go to Japan, right? Like if 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 you just go about like the the different sites like Chicago, like the different stuff that's going on, like trying to get this project done, mm. like there's ways to to tell a story in a very kind of compelling and kind of exhilarating way, I would think. Yeah. Um. Be, because there's just crazy stuff that happened, right? Like when they when they had these accidents. Uh, and and people got radiated and all that like there there's something there that that can raise the stakes that that's right at your fingertips the stakes are not really that don't feel that high with this because it's a a person that is very unlikable that gets punished two people that are very unlikable that get punished big deal right like you get what you what, what yeah i don't
0: know speaking of I was oh go ahead before you before you end that I'm going to (laughs) say because I I just complained about the lack of diversity in the film you know one of the things that they did at the very beginning of the project was when they were dropping the uranium into the bowl and trying to see how much they can uh, enrich it for the nuclear use Um, William Jacob Knox Jr. was one of the scientists who worked on making sure that they can have the uranium enrichment done he did a lot of work at Columbia University in New York to make sure they can enrich the uranium so at the very end of the film when they had the big bowl that was a lot of his work his work was around the uranium which would which would have made his project impossible to complete if he didn't solve those kinds of problems so yeah. I wanted to just give a little bit more context to that so
1: right. yeah. yeah I appreciate that thank you uh, lost my transition here but that's fine <laughs> Uh, speaking of diversity Avengers Infinity War
0: <laughs> Now this is diversity at the max because we even have diverse aliens involved
1: Exactly, exactly, that's what I'm talking about and that's what we're going to talk about next time which you know is it's going to be a little weird because it's taking this movie, it's taking it out of the Marvel Universe completely out of context mm-hmm. just this random as movie I guess
0: it'll be fun yeah, I mean we'll see we'll watch this movie I mean we can't remove the fact that we've seen all the I have seen all the films at least um, yeah. both for good and for bad um, <laughs> uh, so it's going to be interesting to rewatch this film
1: for sure for sure until then where can people find us
0: You can find us on Instagram uh, and Twitter on at moviemistrial or they can send us an email at
1: contact at contact at moviemistrial.com
0: you can also find us on Facebook, too, at MovieMistrial. But, yeah. Instagram is, pro- well, X is probably best. Controversial. Today is now X. Yeah, X is. Today is now X. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, fun. Speaking of diversity, that too. Um, <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful day.
0: You too.